Hello, welcome to the Design for a Living podcast with Chelsea Coriel. On this week's episode, I'm going to be talking about what we did at the store this week. It was a crazy week, lots of good tales and uh, anecdotes to tell you about. And we're getting ready for a big promotion. I was going to kind of talk about that and how you might you know, incorporate it into um, being an independent designer and how you might use that to kind of drum up some business. And back to my favorite topic of designers wasting time and losing money. Uh, it drives me nuts. And it doesn't matter how much I talk about it, even here to my own designers, it still happens. So uh, without further ado, ay, 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 this week, the biggest upset of our week, and this is going to affect every designer out there, prices have been changing so quickly because of shipping. It used to just be we'd have a shipping cost. We'd buy from a vendor. Um, when I, we have an account with that vendor, we usually have to have a minimum re, reorder amount because they don't want to just sell you know, a $20 or $50 thing and then have to go through the whole process of finding their warehouse and packing it up and shipping it. So usually they give you, you know, an opening order so that you can have the privilege of buying at that price level and then a minimum reorder. That's one thing. It used to be, um, with most of our vendors, it's usually about 1000 1500 wholesale that we'd have to buy in order to continue getting that price and to cap our shipping. It was a great deal um, when we would get 10%, 15% shipping. The highest we were paying was 19. And that was with, you know, certain import companies. Again, they weren't really highly customizable and it was sort of less expensive furniture. And, you know, Coast to Coast is a vendor that we carry that you had to hit the $1,500 mark in order to get a, a reasonable shipping. And that was 19%, right? So that was our highest, highest shipping rate. Now, <laughs> and coast to coast is, is one of them. We have the 19% shipping rate. We have a 19% tariffs. Um, I think there's, an, uh, um, or maybe it adds up, but there's, there's, cause I know there's an 8% ocean surcharge. We have a fuel surcharge because the price of gas has gone up so much. So now this piece that say I paid $100 for it and I was going to uh, you know, pay the 20 or 19% shipping, so it's 119. Now it's 40% shipping. So that item now costs me $140 to get here. And I have to do my markup. I I you know, the, the markup for us for our furniture you know, it's still, it has to cover my overhead and it has to cover the designer's commission. Um, I still have one of the lowest markups in town. I make sure that I keep on top of that with my competitors. Uh, but it's so frustrating because it is being passed to the client. It's, it's one of those things that's just part of the industry. On top of that, we've now had so many setbacks with shipping, um, you know, all of the containers that are still stacking up down in LA and we can't find enough drivers to get things to us and foam shortages and zipper shortages and paint shortages. So the manufacturers are now feeling that strain because they're being charged more. And I, I've mentioned this before, it used to cost $2,500 to get a container and, and now it's over 20,000. So they're passing that on to us. So January 1, a lot of our vendors' prices went up. 
March 1st, some of our vendors, their prices went up. I think every one of our vendors across the board, the prices have gone up at this point, just in this year. So this week, uh, Suzanne, one of our designers, and I'm going to totally throw her under the bus this week because <laughs> I'm, I'm, I've got a coach, 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 and, she, and I need her to listen and to understand. But she's feeling pressure because her sales aren't that great. She's feels like she's running on, on a treadmill. She's working so hard and she's not getting very far. She's not closing many deals. She's not, you know, having that, that feeling of not even just making the money, but just of completion, you know, getting a, a client's project done, getting closure, you know, that will eat at you when you have these open ends all over. You need to wrap things up and to get things closed and make decisions and make orders and move forward so that you can actually get to the fun part of designing, right? And of, of putting it all together and seeing the accessories. And so Suzanne came to me um, this week and said, oh my gosh, these leather chairs we have on the floor, they're classic home, they're beautiful leather chairs. She said, the price tag, when I looked it up online, it's $250 under price from what it should be. And they were buying a pair of the chair. So that's $500 that I'm losing. Well, the price was there. The customer saw it. I have to honor that. You can't bait and switch. You can't show one price and charge something else. That's illegal and immoral. So I was frustrated and thought, oh, okay, we've got to reprice. I know we've all been talking about we've got to reprice the floor. We've got to reprice all of our vendors and, and change things up. But we've been so busy, we haven't gotten around to it. So the next day... She called and said, all right, I'm just leaving this client's house. Those leather chairs, she'd also like to order them, but she wants them off the floor. She wants to take them right now. Instant gratification. And oh, by the way, she saw them at that price. And she'd like to take advantage of our new uh, financing. You know, we, we signed up with a financing company that it's the six months, no payment, six months, no interest accounts you see everywhere. Well, we now offer that. But when a client takes advantage of that, I'm paying 3% of the total cost of the item, total cost of the sale. And, and I'm okay with paying that when it's helping make a bigger sale, when it's helping a client that, you know, needs just that little bit of help um, with their finances just so they can complete a room. But I'm thinking to myself, so now I'm taking really great pieces off my floor that we've sold a ton from, right? My floor is a, it's a showroom. These are places where people are just supposed to get inspiration and the designers can show someone how it fits, how it sits. Um, you know, so the people can touch it. It's, it's supposed to be examples of what's possible. Now I'm losing a good seller. I'm losing $500 and I was losing another 3%. And what was promised to be this huge, big project came down to where it was just going to be two chairs and a rug. The design of Suzanne had also, uh, price of gas has gone through the roof, right? I mean, Seattle, it's pretty, it's almost $6 a gallon. It's terrible. And she had put the wrong number in her, um, in her address, in the, uh, in her map quest. And so she got lost and it took her, you know, an hour to get to the client's house. So she was so frustrated and upset that I was telling her, no, I don't, I don't want to give her the sale or I don't want to give them off the floor. She's got to choose. That was frustrating. So at that point, I was done. And I said, you know what? Stop. We closed the doors and we got the entire staff together. 
We got into pairs. We grabbed a laptop and a marker and some little stickers to cover our price tags. And we went item by item through the store and updated every price. It was daunting. It was exhausting because we also felt this panic. Like we need to get the store back open. We need to be selling again. What if our clients need us? You know, a few people had presentations that night and house calls. So, you know, that was kind of a rush, rush, rush. Well, we're just, we were about 70% of the way done. It was about 3.30 in the afternoon. And a networking event that I had planned and forgot to write down details in my own calendar, um, the realtor showed up. She said, all right, we're here. I've got about 20 people. They'll be here in 10 minutes. Are you ready for us? Sure. And the team's whispering behind me, what can I do? What can I do? And I said, go get some wine. <laughs> go clear off the front table. Get at my presentation board. I had to do a full presentation to this group of realtors and brokers. and But in the end, as frantic as it was, as, as stressed out as we were and overwhelmed, and I just collapsed that night, we got the floor repriced. So we don't have to worry about that anymore. And the group of realtors loved the store, loved us, loved the service that we offered. And three of them came up and said, this was so great. Can I bring my group? I have about 20 realtors that I work with that would love your store and your services. Can I come bring them? This time I'll make better notes in my calendar <laughs> so that I remember and have it all planned out ahead of time. But on top of all of that, we have a wine walk this weekend. And I know some of you guys that have listened to the podcast for a while probably know um, when our city, when our little town of Bothell, Washington, which is a suburb of Seattle, but it's it's definitely more affluent. Um, the east side of our, of our, you know, the suburbs on the east side of Seattle across the lake, that's where Microsoft is. That's Google, Amazon. They all have headquarters here. So there is a ton of tech money. These people's jobs are stable and sturdy and making more money than ever. And it's a wonderful place to be as a designer. But we have these wine walks four times a year. And our store is the largest. It's the anchor of the town, of a little sort of historic town. We have we take up a whole city block almost of our, our building so they do the check-in here. So we, I'm expecting, I mean, anywhere, minimum 500 people. Um, we've had them where it's up to 1,000. So about 500 people, it's like, it's like inviting them to your house for a party. <laughs> so on top of everything else, we're cleaning, we're rearranging. We, you know, put decorations in the window. We have to reconfigure all the furniture so that they can do their check-in. Um, when the, the people come in, they've got their tickets. They've got to check that in. They have to check their ID to make sure they're legal age. They get a wristband. They get a goodie bag. They, so uh, everything has to be changed. That's stressful. But at the end of the day, right, this, this is how we get exposure. You know how I tell you guys always, when you decide, you finally decide to be a designer, just go tell people. This is our way of just telling people. They come for the wine, for the schmoozing, and they end up in our store and we are going to wine and dine them this time. I decided that since the floor is also kind of torn apart again with the shipping, we used to know we could you know, order our upholstery and it would come in six weeks. So we'd order that two weeks later, we'd order the case goods two weeks later after that we'd order art and rugs and it would all come in in six weeks. We could set it and leave it alone. 
Now with pieces taking seven months, sometimes people have waited for a year for items. My store feels really mismatched, right? Because I've had to sell things off the floor. I've had to make compromises. I've had to pivot and change my business model a little. And with all of that going on, we have a lot of onesie twosies. We have a lot of these random chairs. Like, where did that come from? We have tons of, of scratch and dent. Shippers are not finding the quality people they used to or people that have been, you know, truck drivers forever. There's a lot of new people and there's a lot of damage coming in and shipping. So I thought, okay, great. This is a perfect opportunity. We have this wine walk coming up. We're going to have all of these new people in our store. Let's clear it all out. And it's St. Patrick's Day themed. So we decided let's put giant shamrocks on all the pieces they could take home today. I'm not really marking down prices because I don't have to right now. The fact that they could take it home, they could take home a sofa today. They could they could have it delivered tomorrow. That right now holds a huge value. So we've got these giant shamrocks and we're going to go put them on all the pieces and we've titled them, it's your lucky day, uh, feeling lucky, uh, you know, all, all these little puns and, and play of words on the four leaf clover. So we're excited. We're hoping this is going to be a, a big influx of cash and an influx of people that are excited about furniture and excited about design. And that we get to talk to them about what we do and our services and what makes us special? What makes us different? If you're an independent designer, you know, take advantage of these kinds of things. Maybe you have a wine walk in your town or an art walk. We also had an art walk in our store yesterday. Like, like it wasn't enough. Who plans the art walk the same week as the big wine walk? But um, it's another networking opportunity. But use that as an independent designer. Go to where people are already being festive and and. And, um, you know, they're, they're not necessarily shopping for furniture. It kind of catches them off guard where when you go and you start talking about design, talking about interior design, talking about what you do and how much you love your career and you love your job and you love helping people and they're in sort of a social setting and they've had a couple drinks, it's a great way to, to get in there and make a connection without feeling too salesy. Because it, it's a different environment. It isn't like you're walking up, you know, cold calling and just saying, you know, hi, I'm an interior designer. When it's a social setting like that, you can just mingle and talking to people. You know, you're you're standing around the the uh, in line to get your wine tasting and you can just say, oh, what do you do? You live around here? Oh, I'm an interior designer. It's a casual way to bring it up. But because of that environment and, and what's going on around them, it's just a different sense. It's almost like now they have a friend that's a designer. They're making it, you know, making a friend and that person happens to be a great designer. So even though you're independent, you don't have a retail store like I do, it's something to think about, you know, use these opportunities. It's also a great way if you, if you have, um, if you're finding clients that, yeah, they want their furniture tomorrow, they're moving in, they have deadlines. If you're getting those kinds of clients and they're, they're, they were ton of people right now coming in saying, I need a whole room done, but I have company coming next month. The fact that I know the vendors, they can come in on time, that I've educated myself, that I've, I've, I've kind of, uh, you know, have my list as to fastest to slowest vendors. That's a selling point. 
I've used that a lot in, in talking to clients and saying, well, I understand you're in a hurry. Luckily, I have about three vendors that I can get things pretty fast. For me, they're shipping out of the West Coast, which saves two weeks right there. They're uh, in stock. Information on their website is really accurate. So I, I'm confident. I can't promise you we'll get it done in time, but I am fairly confident that we can get this done. But let me do that for you. I know which pieces can come in faster than others. That's a selling point. Most designers aren't doing that. Most designers are just saying, well, seven months, take it or leave it. But if you're just starting out, um, you know, if you need someone that needs to kind of kickstart things and to, you know, create that, that injection of money right away, it's a great thing. You can reach out to people that maybe you have a mailing list, you know, and you can say, hey, if anyone needs things done kind of quickly, I happen to know of, you know, three sofa companies that I can get sofas really quickly and I can, you know, I can make this happen. It's a selling point. It's, it's definitely a benefit right now. And I always try to think of things that, you know, with my store, Vice Independent, you know, how would it have crossed over? And absolutely, absolutely, that's something to talk about and use to your benefit. But because of that, that means you need to go do some research. You need to go to where you buy furniture, whether it's a showroom or it's a store, and be asking those questions. Can you tell me which vendors have been really reliable? They stock things that I might be able to get them really fast and say, I'm not, I'm not pressuring you. I'm not, you know, telling you, you have to give me a deadline or, or a date, but I've got a client that wants things pretty fast. And if I could just show him pieces from those vendors, it'd really help and make your list, get familiar with that. It's a great sort of outside of the box way to start, um, you know, getting people excited again and, and setting yourself apart from other designers. So Suzanne, the other thing that happened this week, um, it, you know, I talk all the time about time and when our time is so valuable and so precious, um, especially because our jobs take a lot of energy. Being a designer is very emotional and it can be draining. So after work, I, you know, I shut down, I turn things off. I have to, I have to check out or I'll get burnt out. It's very easy to get burnt out as a designer. And Suzanne is someone who has been in the fashion world um, so it was, you know, when she had a big client, it was very instant gratification. She was only showing them things that were on the rack. She was only showing them things that, that she could get for them right now. But design is different, right? We, we're having to come up with a plan. We're having to strategize. We're having to, to uh, emotionally convince them uh, of why our designs are the right ideas for their room and, and why this would be a good fit. And so going back to that client with the two chairs and the rug, um, Suzanne, it was seven o'clock. We were closing and I was looking over her shoulder and said, okay, what are you working on? It's time to go home. You need to go home. She said, no, no, no. I just want to finish this. I just, I, she really wants the chair. She wants the rugs. We hammered it out. I said, if she waits to Saturday when we're having our big year, you know, it's your lucky day promotion, she can actually take them off the floor. I'll let her do that, but it's going to be at the new price. We've just marked them up. If she wants them at that price that she saw, She's going to have to let me order them for her. And they're not due in until June, I think. So she's going to have to have a little bit more patience. And so Suzanne said to me, well, maybe I really want to make sure this presentation looks nice. And it was a PowerPoint presentation. It, um, you know, she had, she had sort of slapped the chairs on there. And I was reminding her, 
remove the background, you know, make it look a little nicer. You know, if, if this is what your goal is, is to maybe try to get her to circle back and do the whole room again. So you wanted to show her how everything fit together. Make sure that you're, you know, t- take your time, but remember that your time is valuable. Be efficient with it. The next morning, um, Suzanne texted and said, the the client actually wrote her this big text and explained that she had talked to her husband and they decided to hold off on that room. They weren't going to do anything in the room anymore. And I was kind of relieved because we didn't have to deal with, you know, I knew this was going to be a headache to begin with. But Suzanne still, there was no closure. And I noticed that for multiple hours the next day, she continued to work on that presentation so that when the client was ready to come back, she'd have it ready. But there were so many red flags and there were so many, so many chances for Suzanne to say, wait a minute, this person is not taking me seriously. They're not taking my, you know, my story seriously, what I do seriously. I'm not going to put any more time into this and put it aside. She can always pull it back out. It's, it's, it's PowerPoint, right? She can, it's always on her computer, but it was that time for her. She, she just felt like she hadn't, maybe it was something she had done. She hadn't finished the job. She didn't, she just wanted to have that presentation ready. And to me, I I can't count how many times I've done that. And this was a, you know, back at the beginning where I put so much of my heart and soul into a project that I had a feeling the client didn't really respect me. And it was almost like I was trying, like maybe if I worked harder, I could make them happy. And that was so the opposite of what I should be doing because that takes away, it's still chipping away at me, right? It's still chipping away at, at my pride, my self-respect. Um, it's, it's almost like you're, you continue to wish and to hope but you got to step back and say, I'm a business professional. My time is valuable. Should I spend two more hours on this presentation that might be, or should I say, nope, I'm going to spend this time trying to get another client. I'm going to put myself out there and spend that time on marketing. I'm going to spend that time reaching out to my clients and, um, you know, updating them on their furniture that still might be a few months away, but at least I'm touching base and saying, you know, Hey, how's it going? Just letting you know, I see that your, your pieces are still in production uh, but, you know, as soon as we find out more, I'll let you know. And by the way, these new lamps came out. High Point just happened. Um, I think you'll just love them for your living room. Let me, you know, I'd love to meet and so show you some new pieces that that I think would be great for that space. There's so many other ways that you can use your talent and spend your energy that are positive, that are moving forward and not trying to win over someone that it's just not the right fit. You just don't know what happened. You don't know if, you know, maybe her husband didn't like, you know, the price that was going to be the higher price or didn't want to wait. You never know what it is, but enough things were said that you have to force yourself to stop, put it down, put it aside. You'll drive yourself crazy just looking and, you know, maybe this, maybe that, maybe this, maybe that. Stop. If, if it's not a project that you can just decide on, that someone's paying you for your time, that you feel value, then it's just, it, it, you'll get burnt out again faster. I've seen more designers that just are done. They work too hard for too little money. It's because they're creating work for themselves. 
it, it shouldn't be that hard. <laughs> Designing should not be this terrible. I mean, it's, it is a stressful job, but you've got to have more fun. You have to have the fun outweigh the headaches and you have control over that. So that's my soapbox for that. But it is, it's wasted time. Um, another great example, David was working um, with a client and, and this was one that um, he had told me that she had a $50,000 budget and I was looking over his shoulder and I was seeing what he was doing. It was a bathroom and also some kitchen um, kitchen countertops and so he, he couldn't decide on the tile and he was pulling, should I do, you know, a hexagon here? Should I do this here? Should I do that here? And I'm like, yeah, it looks great. I love it. And then he started second guessing and he come back and he said, no, 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 I've changed my mind. Come see this. Come see this. Okay. What if I did the marble, you know, large format tile in the back and I did this here and I did that here. That looks great too. <laughs> Finally, halfway through the day, I had to come and say, all right, stop. You're driving yourself crazy. I, I need you. Let's just, let's just get this done. Let's get it done. Decide on it, own it, move on to the next. And then it evolves into this great design. Right? So I had him kind of talk me through it. He was showing me pictures of the client's house. Apparently this was a new house they just purchased and there were builder surfaces in there. There was, it was brand new quartz countertops. It was brand new bathroom. And I'm thinking to myself, you're ripping out all of the, like the countertops to redo and of course, and he had already told me she has a budget and what he was selecting was really close to what she had before. So I started throwing out my little tidbits, right? Um, he was dead set on that grid shower door, the big black outlines and you know, it's, it's pretty bold. And I said, all right, right there, you can't have too much of a pattern on the tile. You can either do large format marble or you can do large hexagon, but it has to be in white. It, it, it'll look too cluttered if you start having all these patterns and your, your dark grout and with the, the grids, the black grids on the shower doors, it'll just look like a mess. This is supposed to be her retreat. This is a respite. This is a place where you go in and relax. You know, oh, okay. So that kind of helped him narrow it down. We'll do the large format white done. I said, you can have the, the hexagon. I said, you can have that, that large format marble, but have it as your back pocket. Don't show it to the client yet. Have that as second choice because it'll still look nice with the gridded door. For the floor, he showed me a tile and I looked at her picture and I thought, this is the same tile. <laughs> I looked at the shower floor and he wanted to do uh, the pebbles. And I looked at the picture of what she has now and it's pebbles. And I thought, okay, a budget. You're ripping out a shower floor. You've got shower pan to rebuild. That's a, that's not a cheap project. And you're taking out pebbles and doing another pebble. No, 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 no. We, we like it. We like it. We like it. I'm telling you <laughs> what's going to happen. I said, is she married? And he said, yes. I said, what's going to happen is her husband is, is going to say, why did we just spend all of this money to rip out a brand new shower and put back the exact same thing? Okay, 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 okay. I'll pick something different for the for the floor. I said, okay. I said, you, the, the pebbles are still, you know, beautiful and you can have them as your back pocket, but present this to her. 
we went through some other tiles in uh, in her kitchen and replacing countertops. And I was, please don't replace her entire kitchen countertops because the others, it's it's a gray. It's it's you know it's it's beautiful. Why don't you just do the island as something that's unique and stands out? Okay, I can kind of see that. See, now we're getting back into budget. We're not going to have to worry about that. He selected some tiles for behind the stove. So we'll do an accent, you know, and, and framed out. It's not a vendor that we carry. So that means I can't mark it up. It's it's something that she can go and get her on her, on her own. So he said, okay, well, he's only going to use it in a little spot. Okay. As an independent designer, you have to know the places where you make money, the vendors that you make money in, and especially with building materials where you can get a discount and that can be part of your income. It's okay if you're doing four tiles, but if you're doing a whole kitchen, you're just wasting your own money. You just spent all this time picking out something that you're not going to make any profit on. It's kind of a waste of time. <laughs> so we got them down. It's just going to be the four tiles. Fine. Everything else is, you know, from companies that we carry. Great. So I helped him get it all set up and the client came in and he had his presentation and she was great. And I could hear all these oohs and ahs and they're laughing. And I knew it was going really, really well. And so finally I came over and I said, okay, show me what you did. I want to see what you chose. You know, I've been watching David go through all this and I wanted to see. And she said, first of all, I love the kitchen. Great idea just to change the island. I thought, yes. What'd you choose in the bathroom? She goes, we're going to do the big hexagon in the shower. And I thought, perfect. So we're going to do the pebbles in the floor. I said, oh, great. She said, oh, isn't it? I said, let me just ask you something. And I told her my story. I said, I've had numerous clients that the husband, it's usually the husband because he's usually the, the, you know, the one that's, that's watching the finances more. Sorry if that's a sexist comment, but it's just, you know. That's, that's the society we live in. And, and he's not going to notice that the pebbles she has now, there's a little black streak that runs through them and she doesn't like the black. The ones that David chose were more like marble and tan. And I said, I'm afraid that your husband's going to come in and say, why did we just rip all this out when we're replacing it with the exact same thing? And she thought, she said, you're right. He's going to say that exactly. I said, so I'm just letting you know, maybe have the back pocket <laughs> choice. Maybe, you know, we've got this great hexagon that's a tiny hexagon and it's got sort of a marble pattern. If you're going to do the white on the background, you could do that on the floor. But just be aware. I said, I'm teaching you these tricks that designers have to use because, you know, we're psychiatrists first and we have to get husbands and wives to agree and partners to agree. And, um, you know, they're the ones living with it. So as I'm giving you this tip, I said, just be okay with a second choice for the floor, just in case he gives you a hard time. Because if this happens and he does complain about it, everything else that David selects, he's going to second guess. He's going to start questioning, is this person wasting our money for no reason? She said, you're right. You're right. Okay. Okay. So I love that I could use some of these tips, even with the homeowner. And so I'm hoping that you guys, you know, if if you've learned something from me, one of these little, you know, a way to say something or it's more of one of the practical, um, you know, matter of fact or, or um, you know, anecdotes, use them with clients. Say, you know, I'm, you know, a, a designer that I know, she did, she did that and this is what happened. Or, you know, have you ever thought of this and this is what could happen? Uh, because again, there's so much emotion that goes into being a designer and there's so 
so much, uh, you know, it's so personal being in someone's house and, and there's as much psychiatry and psychology as there is design and creative talent. You've got to work with people and you've got to get people to agree and to, to compromise. And um, at the end of the day, that's how you make happy clients. I have a client, well, gosh, years ago, and I had moved to a different state and she reached out to me and she said, I wanted to buy new dishes. My husband said, I couldn't buy them unless I called and asked you if they were okay. <laughs> okay, of course, they're white. Sure, they're great. Looks great. Whatever you want. That's great. But it is funny where, you know, if you lose lose that trust with one, it might ruin it for the other. Then they've got this negative uh, bird in their ear spreading, you know, disinformation, right, about your designs and about um, what it's like to work with a designer and the value of you. Those are my tips for the week. Um, thank you guys for for following me and asking me questions online. I love it. Um, I've had a few people ask me about the course. I did officially add payment plans to my course at designforliving.com. Uh, we've had a few people signing up this week. It's exciting. Um, I've got Tracy reaching out and emailing people and um, getting back on the Facebook page and interacting. Um, but I really thought, especially these days, people need help. So we've got a three payment program and a six payment program. Uh, so if it might help you actually take the leap, have some confidence in yourself and go for it, being a designer. That's what I'm here for. Spreading the love, spreading the word. Happy designing. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of Design for a Living with Chelsea Coriel. Our episodes will be dropping on Sunday, so stay tuned. We are on Google Podcasts and Spotify, so stay tuned for that and follow along. Thanks so much for being with us. Find us online at designforaliving.com. Visit us on Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest, and House at Design for a Living. If you'd like to submit a question or request a topic, email us at chelsea at designforaliving.com. That's C-H-E-L-S-E-A at designforaliving.com.